You're listening to the teaching ministry of Houston's First Baptist Church, a relevant biblical community. For more information, visit houstonsfirst.org. If you got your Bible, I want you to turn to Proverbs 31 is where we're going to be. And this message, it's obviously geared for Mother's Day, no doubt about it. But it's something that we all need to know, whether you're a mom, whether you're a dad, maybe you're a single adult, there are going to be principles throughout this entire message that we're going to see from Proverbs 31 that will really be an encouragement to us all and give us some some focus of how we need to live and where we need to go and what it means to follow Christ and what it means to have a legacy and really make a difference. So I hope that you'll, you'll get your mind ready, you'll get your pens out, get ready to go. Welcome to Siena and Cyprus and downtown and those online as well. And we're going to look at Proverbs 31, beginning in verse 25 in just a couple minutes. But let me tell you why I've chosen this passage of scripture. We have been looking at the life of Solomon for the last few months, basically. And if you were to look at the beginning of Proverbs 31, Solomon wrote a lot of Proverbs, you would find that there's a King Lemuel that is mentioned there. And he is not found any other place in the Old Testament. He's not in the book of Kings, first or second. He's not in Chronicles, first or second. It's just this person that's kind of hanging out there. His name means devoted to God. That's what King Lemuel means, devoted to God. And many people think that this is possibly Solomon writing under a pen name. And that the beginning when it's talking about what his mom taught him could be Bathsheba. So I don't know that for sure. Nobody can identify that for sure. But I just thought with us studying Solomon for these last months, it'd be great to go into Proverbs and it'd be great to go into a place that possibly, we don't know, that this is words from Solomon's mom where she's gonna say as the queen mother, ladies, here's what it looks like as a Proverbs 31 woman. And here's what some qualities that we want to be able to have as we go along on this passage. Now, the way that we're gonna do this is I'm gonna show you this by illustrating illustrating it with five teacups from my wife's family. And I want to give you five teacups for mom. If you were to sit down and to have a glass of tea with mom, a cup of tea with mom, she'd love it, number one, kiddo. But to be able to have that time together, that would be something that you'd say, give me some wisdom, give me some thoughts. And these five teacups from my wife's family for us to understand, look through, and to see five teacups in these verses of scripture that we have. So if you got your Bible, I want you to look into Proverbs chapter 31. Verse 25, now verse 10 through 31 is an acrostic. It's like A, B, C, D, E, F, G. It's all the way from A to Z, 22 letters, the Hebrew alphabet. It says, this is a woman from A to Z. We're gonna jump in, you know, around R, I guess, is where we're gonna jump in. But here we go in verse 25. Strength and honor are her clothing. She can laugh at the time to come. Her mouth speaks wisdom and loving instruction is on her tongue. She watches over the activities of her household and is never idle. Her children rise up and call her blessed. Her husband also praises her. Many women have done noble deeds, but you surpass them all. Charm is deceptive and beauty is fleeing, but a woman who fears the Lord, underline fears the Lord, fears the Lord will be praised. Give her the reward of her labor and let her works praise her at the city gates." The first teacup is found in verse 25. Look back at verse 25. Strength and honor are her clothing and she can laugh at the time to come. Strength and honor are her clothing and she can laugh at the time to come. Here's what the teacup is. She has faith for the future. She has faith for the future. 
Now that goes for men, that goes for, for women, that goes for singles, that goes for marriage, that goes for those with children, that goes for empty nesters, those goes for those that on this day of Mother's Day, it's a little bit painful, it goes for those that it's really celebratory. He or she has faith for the future. It says that she laughs at the things to come. She has faith for the future. Don't you love it when you can get around kids and you get around them and they just laugh so easy? It's so great the way they laugh. You could probably Google on YouTube laughing kids and it would just be a contagious little videos of kids laughing. But you know, we end up as we get older, instead of our smiles going up, everything kind of starts coming down. I remember one time somebody said, you know, when I first heard you speaking years and years ago, you were so funny and you're not as funny as you used to be. And this is what I said, you know, life's not as funny as it used to be, Right? And as we get older, life gets heavier and things get less funny. And we'd say, well, let's go have some fun. Let's go do something. But with kids, it's just instantaneous. Fun, 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 fun. She laughs at the future to come. Not dismissing it, but she has faith that Jesus Christ is in control. So the first teacup that I bring you here, this is a teacup that my daughter, before she was a teenager, when she was a little thing, she would have tea with my wife. They would have little tea parties. And I'd hear them upstairs and they would do the pinky thing and they would be laughing and talking and get all dressed up. And I'd come in and sit at the little stool and have tea as well. All of those sort of things. Just a wonderful, great thing. So the first teacup that I want to give you is that there's a teacup that is faith for the future. And it says in the word of God, it says that we should be like children when we come to Jesus, right? That we should have faith for the future that we look and we say, you know what? Dad's going to take care of it. Heavenly Father's going to take care of it. Big, strong dad. My dad can beat up your dad. He can do this. This is what's saying from the heart of saying God is in control and I'm going to trust you with it. Ladies, there's so much to worry about as a woman. So many things to worry about as a woman. You got to worry about things at home. You got to worry about things with the kids. You got to worry about things at work. If you're working outside the home, you got to worry about what you're going to wear. You got to worry about what's going to, what everybody's going to eat. See, for guys, we don't really care about a lot of things. Kids come say, I'm hungry. We go, cool. So am I. Go get something. It doesn't matter to me. But the mom feels it on the inside. I got to provide for this. It's time to get ready. We're about to leave. And the dad, like 10 minutes before, goes, okay, I'll go get ready now. And he doesn't, he doesn't care what he looks like. I mean, that's just the truth of it. Y'all care. There's a lot of things to worry about. But God has all these things under control. She has joy and laughter, hear this, on the outside because she is anchored in the heart on the inside. There is joy and laughter on the outside. Now, people can fake it. But because of her joy and laughter, that's because her heart is anchored on the inside. She's spending time with the Lord. She's growing. She's clothed, it says, in strength and honor are her clothing. She is walking with God. What an amazing thing that is. See, growth in the Lord, this is how you treasure the future. You know that your faith, that God's going to take care of it. It may be tough. It may be hard. It probably will be in many ways but that God is with you. Jesus Christ is with you. He dwells inside you. If you're a believer in Christ, the Holy Spirit is inside you. He's gonna guide you and take you through those difficult times. He's gonna allow you to not have a bunch of pride in the good times and you're gonna walk with God in them. I love that. And ladies, I just want you to hear, you are far more secure than you realize. Your security is not about the exterior. Joy and laughter on the exterior is because of an anchoring on the interior that there is something in the heart that is anchoring. It says in Hebrews that Jesus Christ is the anchor to the soul. I love, 
I love that when you see a godly woman that's spending time in the word, that's prayerful, that's walking with God. And so I just ask you, ladies, are you walking with God? We have some of the godliest, greatest ladies in our church. We have for generations, really, note takers, Bible readers, prayer warriors, just asking the Lord to do great things. Listen to Anne Graham Lott's description of her mom, Ruth Graham. Ruth Graham was married to Billy Graham. Listen to Anne Graham Lott's describe her mom, who's in heaven now. Mother loved her Bible. Growing up, my bedroom was situated directly over hers. It did not matter what time I went to bed at night, I could see the light from her window reflected on the trees outside. I knew she was up. And if I slipped down to her room, I would find her on her knees in prayer beside her bed. Regardless of what time I got up in the morning, I would find her at her big flat top desk reading her Bible. Isn't that a great picture? She smiled and she had faith for the future. The future, men and women, it's gonna be okay. Be a Bible reader, be a prayer warrior, be a faith seeker, be a person that says, God, I'm trusting you with the future. So the first teacup is for us to be able to identify and say, there's a great future and we can laugh and we can look forward to it and say, wow, God, what do you have for me? It's gonna be tough at times, but what do you have? Just a little bitty, just small little cup of tea that we have to kick it off with my daughter and my wife being able to connect in that way. The second teacup is this. She offers wise and loving words. She offers wise and loving words. That's the second teacup. Now, I'll show you the teacup in just a second, but let's look at the scripture. Here's what it says in verse 26. Her mouth speaks wisdom and loving instruction is on her tongue. Her mouth speaks wisdom and loving instruction is on her tongue. The point, she offers wise and loving words. This second teacup that we have here, this is our wedding china. This is what my wife picked out. And if you're a smart husband, when your wife's picking out all the stuff at the registry, you go and you participate and you go, that's the best one. Yes, it is. And you just smile and nod, but I like it as well. So we've got, this is our wedding china for now 25 plus years. And this is actually our wedding, let me switch hands here, our wedding china tea uh, pot is what we have. And we use this every day, every day <laughs> with tea and crumpets. It was just right there. We don't use plastic cups and paper plates for efficiency, China, every meal, because it's so, every meal special in our house, right? <laughs> well, this is our wedding China here from our wedding, and the teacup there is, you know, my wife, she gives kind and loving words, wise words. She offers wisdom and loving, wise words to my kids and to me as well. And there's something great about that teacup of Proverbs 31, that there's words of wisdom that come. It's not cliches. It's not things we read on a magnet somewhere. It's true depth of her walk with God coming out as a woman of God. The overflow of the heart, the mouth will speak, it says in Matthew chapter 12, verse 34. And so out of that teacup, this teacup is actually filling this teacup, isn't it? And they're connected together to be able to have that tea together. That can go for men. That can go for, wisdom, uh, for women. It is wisdom and loving words at your office, at your home, in your neighborhood, as a school teacher, as a student, as a, a young child even. It is all of us are to be offering loving and kind and wise words of truth. Not gossip, not service conversation, but something that's going to touch the soul. There's going to be an encourager that comes out of you as you walk with God. 
something that will give wise words of wisdom. I'm finding in my own life that I want to give wisdom as I'm moving along in the years and I've been doing ministry now for 30 years. I had on Friday, I called, I had three phone calls with younger pastors to just say, how are you doing? And to be able to just pour into them, hopefully, with some wisdom that I've gained through the years. To be able to pour into someone at your workplace, to share with them, and to be able to say, I want to give you wisdom. But there's something interesting about being a parent, mom or dad. On one hand, we know everything about our kid. We know all their strengths. We know all their weaknesses. We've changed their diapers, combed their hair, bought their clothes. I mean, taught them to drive. We know everything there is to know on one hand. And then on the other hand, we are the worst objective person in the world on, on looking at their lives. We are like mom goggles to the nth degree, dad goggles to the nth degree. So on one side, we're like, I know this kid backwards and forwards. This is exactly how they are. And then on the other side, it's never the teacher that's wrong. It's always, or excuse me, it's never the kid that's wrong. It's always the teacher. It's always the administrator. It's always the coach. It's always somebody else. It's never, no, no, little Johnny does no wrong. It's somebody else and we're so unobjective and we can't even see clearly because the mom goggles are so deep and the dad goggles are so deep. So it's gonna happen all over the place. This happens in every, every county, every city, every town, every place all across probably North America, but we can say um, uh, America, that there'll be some football game going on and there'll be a little, uh, little person out there that's playing and the parents will all be in the stands and there'll be a really competitive dad and he's right, 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 and this is eight-year-old football and I, we gotta win at all costs. And the kid will drop back to pass and he'll like that. And it'll be a third interception in the game. And the dad will be sitting in the stands going, I see potential. I see potential. I see Tom Brady in him. I think, I think we, we might not be number one draft pick, but we're going to go in the first three rounds. I promise you this. We're just, we can, we get, and the coach is like, uh-uh, this isn't going to happen. Johnny's going to be an astronaut. Uh-uh. All of these things, now, do we want to encourage? Do we want to lift it up? Do we want to celebrate it? Yes, but are we also just completely, in a way, like unobjective? We can't figure this thing out to be able to say, you know what, our kid is awesome and incredible, but we've also got to be objective. It can't always be the teacher's fault. And you ask teachers and administrators now, they've got the hardest job on planet Earth because the kid's been the center of the world for so long. And so there's truth and there's wisdom and there's lovingness and there's kindness. And you know what's great is wise and loving words is wonderful. It'll take you on the right path and it'll actually bless you. The famed uh, jazz guitarist B.B. King said it like this, talking about mom or dad goggles. Here's what he said. My mother is the only one who loves me and she may be jiving too. In this thought of just objective and also we know everything about them. Now, if your kid's named Johnny, we love Johnny and he's great. I'm sure he's a wonderful kid. I'm not trying to pick on Johnny. But to be able to offer wise and loving words, the third teacup is this. She's focused and involved. She's focused and involved. It's found in verse 27. Here's what it says. She watches over focused, the activities of her household, and is never idle, involved. She is focused and involved. So the third teacup is that she's focused and involved. There's so many things that can pull us away from our family. So many things. There's so much busyness. How many times have you been sitting with the people you love the most, reading texts from people you don't even really know? How many times have you been opening up on the laptop to be able to, uh-huh, uh-huh, and you're not listening to a word? Hey, I, I've done it too. 
But we've got to be able to be focused and involved. And see, there's a difference because we, we could be participants or we can just be spectators. And I, I want to just encourage you to be both. Sit in the stands and clap and encourage and go, yes, this is incredible. This is awesome. But also be out there in the yard throwing the ball with your kid. Don't just out-resource everything with your children. Allow it to be somebody that you're involved in their life. Man, I can't teach them trigonometry. I can promise you that. It's not gonna work to come to me for trigonometry. We're gonna have to get a teacher or a tutor or something like that. But I can be interested in your school and I can be interested in your homework and I can be interested in the grades you're in and the place you're in and the friends you have and the things you're involved in. I can be in all of those things, but we live in such an outsourced culture. Be careful that you don't outsource everything so that you're not focused and you're not really involved. Because you can be there and not really be there. And this third teacup, this is the one that my my wife and my daughter would use when they would have tea time. This is our wedding china. And this is my wife's mom's wedding china. So this is her parents' china. Her mom's name was Julie. And so Julie was involved. She was focused. She was an amazing woman. Great mother-in-law as well. Awesome lady. And you know what? On this Mother's Day, we have grief in our hearts because cancer took her home to heaven. So we wish she was here to have that glass of tea. We wish that we could make that phone call today. We wish that we could send that card, send that gift, get flowers delivered to her door. But she's in heaven with the Lord. And so we walk with great blessings of celebration and also times of grief. And this teacup of her being involved in my wife's life, oh, what a blessing that was to my wife, but also to me. And I submit to you that this teacup affected this teacup that affected this teacup because God had her involved to teach her how to be involved, to teach her how to be involved. So maybe there'll be another teacup years down the way. Being involved, being focused. See, the ending part of this verse, it says, and she's never idle. She's never idle. Let me flip the phrase a little bit. Don't be idle, but don't make your kids an idol. Don't be idle, means get out there and let's go. But don't make your kids an idol. And what we've done in the past generations is we put the kids to be the center of the home and everything revolves around them and they really have become a spiritual idol for us in which we just kind of say, whatever you want. And the worship really moves from the Lord to the schedule and to the the kids. Don't let your kids become an idol. It's awesome to have them as a celebration, but it's not great to have them as a place of worship and have your world revolve around them instead of revolving around the Lord. Now, if you are focused and you're involved and you're connected, then you're gonna, you're gonna teach them some great things. And mom, you're gonna be the hero. You're gonna be the hero. There's a little kid and he was in a play and he forgot his little lines and he's standing up there as we've all seen before where he just got like deer in a headlights type thing and he's there and mom is on the third row because y'all know parents, if your kid's involved in a play, you know every line in the play, you know every word in the song, you know all those sort of things. So mom's on the third row. She was supposed to say the Bible verse, I am the light of the world. That's what the kid was supposed to say. I am the light of the world. Jesus saying this and the mom's on the third row and she's going, I am the light of the world. The kid's looking around, I am the light of the world. And he looks at his mom and he says, my mom is the light of the world. (laughs) And I submit to you ladies, if you put the Lord as the light of the world, you're gonna shine really brightly in your kid's life. But if you put your kid in the light of the world, it's not gonna work out like you want it to. Because at some point, they're gonna be employed by somebody who's not their mom. And they're not gonna say, great job, when it wasn't. 
And so to allow there to be focus, to be investment, to be involvement, all of those things are great. Never idle. There's always something to do, but we don't want to make our kids an idol. Teacup number four. She keeps the most important people as the most important people. She, we could say he as well. Guys, we could put this in with us. This could be for singles. This could be for Mary. This could be for young adults. This could be for senior adults. This could be for empty nesters, those raising kids at home. She keeps the most important people as the most important people. There's such a challenge in the busyness of our life to have everybody else demand our attention and we forget what's happening at home and we miss what's happening at home. And we just busy ourselves, busy ourselves instead of really investing. Look, if you will, in verse 28. Her children rise up and call her blessed. Her husband also praises her. Her children rise up and call her blessed. Her husband also praises her. You can excel at work. Awesome. But if your children don't rise up and cause, cause you, call you blessed, think about that. And your husband, to be able to focus on that and to say, I want to really walk with you in a great way, Lord, so that my children see it, my husband sees it, and the most important people in my life are the most important people in my life. Let me take another step here as we've got with this teacup here. I showed you my daughters, my wife's, my wife's mom, and this is my wife's grandmother's china. We called her Oma. Oma was great at keeping the most important people the most important people. I've never seen a person with a greater gift of hospitality. She'd have people in her home all the time. We'd open up the door. It wasn't ever locked, small town, little thing. Open up the door. And when you would open up the door, you'd just basically do this. We'd go, yoo-hoo. And you'd hear Oma, yoo-hoo. And we'd walk in. She'd be in her blue recliner watching MASH. That's what would be happening right there. You think the worship song is loud. You should hear Oma's TV in the middle of the day. It was cranked up. And so Oma was always there. And the most important people are the most important people in our lives, in her life. And that Oma, what a special lady. She lived to 102 years old. She just died in about 2020. We miss Oma today. And Oma's daughter, Julie, taken before that in cancer the grief she's been through to actually lose a few children as adults. And so Oma, though, knew, keep the most important people as the most important people. Do you have to go to work? Of course you do. Do you have to answer some emails? Of course. Do you got to get the plumbing fixed sometime? Do you have to have the car worked on? Do you have to have errands run? All of those sort of things. Yes, 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 yes. But let me ask you, when was your last date night? If you can't remember this week, you need to have a date night because you're losing track that the most important person in your life is your husband or your wife. When's the last time you took your kids to do something that wasn't school related? Just a cup of coffee with dad. Put that back in your life. Connect in those ways. Make a difference. Not just sitting in the stands, but saying, hey, let's go and get something at the coffee shop. Let's go and do something together. When's the last time you went on a walk as a family? Done something as a family? Have you been on a vacation? Do you have one planned for this summer? Are you spending time with the most important people? Are you spending time with the people, the most important people, are the ones you're not going to know 10 years from now? Spend time with the most important people. What we say and what we do don't always match, do they? 
And so we've got to do that in a way in our hearts. So I put a little, just a, uh, a test for you, if you will, um, there uh, below that blank. The Lord, your husband, your kids, your work, your life. So kids would be first, then work and life would be after that. This would be for a married lady. You could do it, uh, men, would, instead of husband, it would be wife. Uh, you could do it as singles and just kind of put in different words in there. But let me ask you the question. If you were to put that, maybe you do this later today, which, what would you, how would you number these things? How would you number them? One, Two, three, would the Lord really be number one? Has your Bible been open this week? Is the Lord really number one? Is this thing of church new? Do you have a church family? Have you been praying this week? Is the Lord really number one? And then number two would be your husband or your wife. Now, do I say that just because I'm a, I'm a husband and I want more attention? No, I say that because I know the greatest thing I can do for my child is to show them a loving relationship between mom and dad. Some of you, that hasn't turned out like you wanted it to, and you're going to have to work a little, a little harder to be able to model and to give that love to that child. And then third, the child, and then after that work, and after that life, and all those things. And so here we have Oma, the TV always went off, and to be able to spend time with the most important people, being involved is the best thing you can do. I could tell you with a son in college, it really does go by fast. It really does go by fast and you will savor those times you spend with those that are the most important to you. Have you called your best friend lately? Have you been on a phone conversation? Do you just text all the time or do you really talk with people? Have you been out with another couple that you really enjoy being with? Are the most important people on your schedule the most important people? Not in your mind, not what you say. On your schedule, are they most, the most important people? It's convicting for all of us, isn't it? It's convicting for me as well. And to have that be a great thing. The fifth teacup is this. Her reward will be obvious yet hidden. Her reward will be obvious yet hidden. Look at verse 29 through 31 and we'll wrap this up. Many women have done noble deeds, but you surpass them all. Sounds a little bit like Solomon, doesn't it? From what we've seen in the book of Solomon, Song of Songs, of you're the best. Many women have done noble deeds, but you surpass them all. Verse 30, charm is deceptive and beauty is fleeting. But a woman who fears the Lord, I had you underline fears the Lord. Chapter one, verse seven, it says fearing the Lord is the beginning of knowledge and wisdom. Proverbs bookends our wisdom and the fear of the Lord. That the fear of the Lord in chapter one, the fear of the Lord in chapter 31. Give her praise, excuse me, give her the reward of her labor and let her works praise her in the city gates. There will be rewards that you will have in your life that will be obvious and hopefully you'll get a nice card today. There'll be rewards that take place and there'll be rewards you never see in your life until way later or if you even see them. Because here's the deal, male or female, our goal is not earthly rewards, it's heavenly rewards, isn't it? We're seeking for the heavenly rewards. So this final teacup that I have for you, this is my wife's great grandmother's cup. Now she had some dainty pretty ones too, but I chose this one. This is what's called fiesta wear. Nana liked to party, I guess, is what we could take from that. <laughs> fiesta wear was started right around and at the end of the Great Depression. And the thought was that they wanted to produce something that would be jovial and smiley. It could be yellow, it could be orange, it could be red, it could be blue, it could be turquoise. It could be this jovial response on the table, but be very cheap because they had just come out of the depression. So you could buy Fiesta wear a 24 place setting 
24 places. I don't know when you're going to ever have a party with 24 people coming over, but 24 place settings for $11. And they put you on a payment plan of a dollar a week or 50 cents a week so that you could afford it and at least around the table in the Great Depression era afterwards, you could have this and though the food may be meager, you could have at least something that would make you smile on the table. I love that this was Nana's. Think of the hardship Nana went through of World War I, of the Great Depression, and of World War II. She could have never known in this moment that she would be honored in front of thousands of people. There's no such thing as online. But yet her life was a life that poured, Nana poured into Oma, Oma poured into Julie, Julie poured into Kelly, Kelly pours into Valerie, and here it goes all the way down the line. Now let me show you something that I think you're really gonna like. You don't have to be famous to have a legacy. You don't have to be, be well-known. You don't have to have an Instagram account. You don't have to have uh, a hashtag. You don't have to have a blue check on your name. You don't have to have any of that to be a significant mover and shaker in the kingdom of God. I wanna show you a picture of Nana. That's Nana from 1920 of July. That is over 100 years old, almost 102 years old. She had triplets. You can see there the two that were the identical twins and then the fraternal twins. They called him the hitchhiker, the one that wasn't the identical twin. (laughs) And the triplets all together, and we'll leave this picture up for just a moment, And those triplets, three boys, and then she had a fourth boy, and then her daughter there. So she had, get this ladies, five kids under four in the 1920s. No, hey, watch my phone for a few hours, okay? Here it was, five kids under four. God bless, let's raise a toast to Nana right now in heaven. Amazing. Now, let me tell you what's great. Let me tell you what's great and connect those dots is to be able to have Nana, those three boys all served in the Pacific Ocean during World War II to fight for our country. The little boy that was not born yet, that was not in the picture, he served with Patton in Normandy. I submit to you that a part, a small part, and your family has these stories as well, a small part of Nana's legacy is the freedom you and I experience today. As she as a mom had four, four sons, her four boys, go off and fight in World War II so you and I could live in a free country and worship right now. incredible. And no one knew her. She was just a small town lady being faithful, being faithful. And Nana poured into Oma. Oma was the little girl you saw in the picture that lived to 102. And Oma poured into Julie and Julie poured into Kelly and Kelly poured into Valerie. And I submit to you this, God has somebody for you to pour into. And God has a difference for you to make. And whether you're a man, whether you're a woman, whether you're a dad, whether you're a mom, your reward will be obvious at times, but be careful about that. 
but it will be hidden at times as well when it will be unto the Lord that you say, Lord, I'm living for eternal rewards and it's all for you. So today on this Mother's Day, five cups of tea with mom. Or you could say with dad, or you could say with single adult, or you could say with whoever. It's all of these things so that we could smile at the future and be a part of what God's doing. So that the second teacup, we could have loving and kind words. The third, so that you could be focused and involved and connected in that way. And then as we get towards the end, that the most important people would be the most important people so that we could leave a legacy of a fiesta abundant life in Jesus. What a blessing. What a blessing. Thank you, mom. Thank you. Lord, we come in Jesus' name and we love you. We praise you. Lord, may we think about our own hearts and our own lives today and walk with you in the power and strength of Jesus. And if there's anybody that has never trusted in Jesus Christ, it's really about a heavenly father today and coming to know God through Jesus, that he died, he paid the price and he wants to live inside of us. And if you don't know Christ as your savior, it's as simple as this, to realize you've sinned and ask Jesus to save your soul and then he'll give you a legacy life that you impact other people because of him in you and you can be saved and forgiven. Come talk to us. Let us help you in that. Or maybe it's time to come back to the Lord. If you were to fill out those blanks, you'd really have to put Jesus as like number, number five, number six. Make him number one. It'll bless your singlehood. It'll bless your marriage. It'll bless your kids. Make him number one. And then let that pour out within you. Maybe you need a church home. Maybe you just need to pray about something. Go to the Lord at this time. Let him fill your cup so that you can live a legacy as a Proverbs 31 woman or man. Lord, we love you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to the teaching ministry of Houston's First Baptist Church. We invite you to worship with us at one of our four locations at The Loop, Cypress, Downtown, or Siena. Follow us on social media or visit us online at houstonsfirst.org.